Let's continue with the word. We are continuing with the word. We've sung the word. <laughs> We've shouted the word. We've prayed the word. We opened the psalm. That's the word of God. So let's continue with the word. And I want to continue with the actual started some weeks ago on eyes to see. Brother Francis came and, uh, and shared some aspects of it, you know, and, which was really good. Uh, and I want us to see some things here and continue further in what we began. Uh, I think it was 30th of, uh, of May. Eyes to see. Hallelujah. Um, you believe God today to hear and to see also. Because God wants you to see. God wants you to hear. God wants to perceive his will. But again, because I'm not speaking about ears, I'm going to pay attention more to eyes to see. Now, remember in Matthew chapter 13, verse 16, uh, what does he say? But blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. Can you personalize it? Say my eyes. Blessed are my eyes for they see and my ears for they hear. Let's say it again. Blessed are my eyes for they see and my ears for they hear. That's the perfect will of God for you and I to have our eyes see and our ears hear. And then we, we realize that in that Matthew chapter 13, if you, you are not there and you didn't get to listen to the message, you can go actually to that message on, on um, 30th of May when you're talking about eyes to see. And started looking at Jesus or speaking to people and he says that they had eyes, but they could not see. They had ears and they could not hear. And then he says to them the prophecy that was given by Isaiah has been fulfilled. And then they say, he said then, the prophet Isaiah prophesied and says, their eyes have they closed. You'll find that in Matthew chapter 16. Their eyes have they closed. That, meaning, uh, that means that it was actually an act of will. They chose to. They chose to do that. But then think about this. If they can choose to close their eyes, then you and I can choose by the power of the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit to open our eyes. And believe God to open our eyes so that we may see the things that he wants us to see. In fact, in that verse 13, I think it's verse 13 says, Unto us it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. It has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. And when I think about eyes, just think about this. I think I'd mentioned uh, last time when Brother Francis actually in speaking about the I am. I am the light. I am the, 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 the great shepherd. He, he mentioned a little bit of that. You cannot speak about eyes uh, uh, to see if you don't speak about light. Think about this. You can have the, uh, ladies let me use this word, the cutest eyes. The cutest of eyes. But if there is no light, you can see. Is that so? You can have the cutest of eyes, but if there is no light, you can see. You can tell us in the dark, oh, look at my eyelashes. They're so good. We can see your eyes. It's dark. So that's in the natural. So just think about that in the natural. You cannot th think, say, speak of eyes if there is no light. Now think about this then. Then the spiritual realm, 
When you are thinking about eyes to see, you need to think of this light. And in that regard, you need to think about this, the word and the spirit. The word and the spirit. The word and the spirit. In the natural light, natural light enables us to see. Enables us to see. But then in the spiritual realm, then the word and the spirit is what enables us to see in the spirit realm. The existence of it. The reality of it. In what we do on a daily basis. So then, light is what enables us to see. Let's go to Luke chapter 11, 33. From verse 33. Uh, this is, these are the words of Jesus. He says, no one, when he has lit a lamp, puts it in a secret place or under a basket, but on a lampstand that, that pay attention to those words. You know, it's so easy to read words and we don't even pay attention to them. But actually, the Bible, to, to, Jesus talking about you see and perceive. You hear and understand. You see and perceive. You hear and understand. You remember the great text in uh, Acts chapter 8 verse 30? I like it in the King James Version. When Philip asked the Ethiopian eunuch, understandest thou what thou readest? That's deep, yeah? <laughs> understandest thou what thou readest? Now for all of you modern people that don't know King James Version, is uh, do you understand what you're reading? Do you understand what you're reading? So actually, the hearing has to bring in understanding. The seeing has to bring in perception. Perception. I just don't not just hearing. I think every good teacher knows that. It's not just about hearing, but it's about understanding what you've heard. It's not about just seeing, but it's perceiving. Perceiving what you see. Perceiving. You know, we can bring an artwork over here, and on one can say, wow, that's good. And a lady can say, that's cute. Do you see anything? Just a good painting. But now you come with someone that who knows who have perception and understands art and can be able to give details of it. They can see. Why? They have trained their eyes to see details in art. The people just who cannot differentiate between uh, black and red. They are not here today. I don't pastor any one of them. <laughs> but look at this. Let's, let's, so, so let's pay attention. This was my point. Pay attention. No one, when he has lit a lamp, puts it in a secret place or under a basket, but on a lampstand, that those who came in may see the light. What is he talking about? That the whole purpose of the light, the, the, that time they'd use candles, the whole purpose of the candle is for it to be put in up on a lampstand so that others can see. You understand? Yeah, I mean, it's common sense. You can't have a, a, a candle and it's dark and put it under a basket. Are you here or are you all left after praise and worship? All right. Now, now look at this then. And it says this in verse 34. The lamp of the body is the eye. So then he's, he's still in conversation. He hasn't stopped. He started talking about no one puts a, a, a lamp, uh, I mean, in a, in a secret place after they've, they've lit it, but they'll put it for everyone that everyone may see the light. Then he says this. The lamp of the body is the eye. 
What does the eye do? Do. Sees. What do eyes do? Is that so? Is that English? Anyway, they see. And then he says this. Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body also is full of light. When your eye is good, your whole body is full of light. That's what I said in, in the last time that I spoke, is that then the devil is after your eyes. The enemy is after your eyes. Again, we see the atrocities of, uh, of uh, pornography. What are they looking for? Eyes. The blessing God has given to us is the ability to see. The ability to perceive his will. And the devil is after that. And we saw that last time, so I'm not going, into, I'm not going back into that. Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body also is full of light. But when your eye is bad, your body also is full of darkness. Therefore, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness. And the light is what? Come on, from that scripture, the light is what? The eye. Can you see that? So he says, take, take heed so that the light is in you is not darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, the whole body will be full of light as when the bright shining of a lamp gives you light. If you want to know where you're going, then you have to be taking care of your eyes. You can't look at everything. The fall of man, if you find that in, in a, uh, you'll find that in Genesis chapter 3, the fall of man came as a result of the lust of the flesh, the lust of eyes, and the pride of life. So he's never stopped doing that. Actually, people, if you're, you're not careful, let me, let me give you an example, which you deal with every day. I mean, every day of your life, if you watch, uh, you know, you go to YouTube. You can even be watching Victory Faith Church channel and something else comes up. Something else comes up. What do you do? I don't know about uh, uh, ladies so much, but let me ask men. What do you do? Do you say, let me watch a little bit? Or do you say, you are a liar, devil. I'm paying attention to what I've come to look for. Technology is wonderful and it's good and, and so many things that are available. But look at this. If we are going to be successful in what God has called us to do, then we have, we must protect our eyes from that which comes in. He says, if your eyes are good, then the whole body is full of light. But he says, when your eyes bad, your whole body is full of darkness. This is what it means. You don't know where you're going. You have no idea where you're going. Now, we'll get more, more light into that, and we, we, we may come back to this scripture to shed some more light and believe God for revelation. Say today, in the name of Jesus, I believe I am seeing more, I'm hearing more, I'm perceiving more, I'm understanding more, and I'm walking in the new light of the kingdom of God. Amen. Now you need to pay attention, please, okay? Now look at this. God is light. That's what the word of God says. God is light, and his word is light. I told you in the natural, you will need natural light to see. 
In the spirit, you need the word and the spirit to be able to see in the spirit realm. In 1 John chapter 1, 5 to, 5 to 7, it says, This is the message which you've heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him, let's say it together, and in him, there is no darkness at all. Wow. Is light and in him, there is no darkness at all. You've heard people saying that everything was done in the light. I think that was, uh, well, that was not I think, but one of the reasons also, apart from God calling me and, and bringing bring me into this ministry, it, I was, it was easy for me to be able to walk with Pastor Zwede and Carla because I saw that they walk in the light. Simple, they walk in the light. Nothing is done in darkness, they walk in the light. That's easy. I, I, really, I really like when uh, people are open and honest. I connect with them easily. Honest, open people. Now this is my own now. I'm, I'm telling you of my own. I easily connect with them. But a dishonest person, I just don't connect with them. I can sit down, probably I didn't know them, I tried to talk to them, but I feel sometimes like my words are coming out and they're hitting the, the, the floor or a wall and come back to me. Do you know what that dishonesty is? Darkness. Darkness. We will be seeing that later. So God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. Look at verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with, one with, another. We have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ's son cleanses us from all sin. Why? Because you are walking in the light. Look at Psalm 119 verse 130. It says, the entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. That's revelation. Revelation comes in, gives you light. Revelation, in fact, let me say this. Revelation is light. Revelation is light. Do you know actually the situation that you might be right now, which you don't have answer for, you just need light. You just need light. The moment you see, you realize, oh, that is be easy. Do you remember when you go to school and probably when the teacher say one plus one and you say two, and they say 68 plus 22 and you just were in darkness for quite some time because your level of perceiving was low. But the more you went to school, you didn't leave uh, standard two, the more you are able to comprehend more and perceive more and see more. So light increases depending on what we focus on. Light increases. We focus on the word of God, then light increases. Our ability to see in the spirit realm increases as we, we focus on God's word. I gave you three points last time, actually. The entrance of his word is revelation. Revelation is light. God's word enables us to see. I'd already said that. Let's go to John chapter 3. Let me read some scriptures here. Three very familiar scripture, but we'll go further. From verse 16. Let's go step by step. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. So that was the purpose. He didn't come to condemn the world. But look at verse 18. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And look at verse 19. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. The light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Now look at verse 20. For everyone practicing evil hates the light. Everyone practicing evil, practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. And you know, mostly uh, people walking in darkness, uh, especially, I, I mean, the, the most miserable person uh, on earth is a, is a backslidden believer. If I can use that word. It's miserable. Because they had some aspect of light, but now they are, they are denying that light, and they are walking in their own, in their own ways. That's miserable. And mostly what it reflects actually even is in their eyes. When you come around them and you look at them in the eyes, they can try to look at you, but they don't pay attention. They can't as much because of the conviction that is in their hearts that they are not doing the right thing. But as for me and you, we choose to walk in the light. And if there's anyone who being in that state, it's so easy. You say, Father, forgive me. For having walked in darkness all this time, I choose now to walk in the light. And you start walking by the word of God and by the spirit of God. Look at this verse 21. But he who does the truth comes to the light. That his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. You see the point there. Actually, you find it so easy, church. It's so easy for man, man, a fallen man, to pursue, to love darkness than light. Well, that's the nature that rebels against God. Now, let me see. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and let's believe God to get some light here. I said light. Get light. Look at verse 3. But, if, if, but even if our gospel is veiled, that is what? Veiled Veil is veiled. Uh, it is be, be, it's veiled to those who are perishing. And then he says, verse 4, whose minds the God of this age, that's the devil, that's a God with a small g, the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe. Like we said, and Brother Francis said, I think even this past Sunday, believing is seeing. For a believer in Christ, you have to believe first for you to see. You believe. If you believe, you will see. Did I not say if you believe, you'll see the glory of God? You believe to see. And then he says this. Um, Whose man the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. The light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. The gospel. The light of the gospel. Every time the gospel is preached, it brings in light. 
the light of the gospel, of the glory of Christ. I want you to see something there. And then he says this, um, who is the image of God? Christ is the image of God, should shine on them. The light of the glory of the gospel, the light of the gospel, of the glory of Christ. When he's preached, who is, Christ is the image of God, should shine on them. Remember, we used to sing that song, shine, Jesus shine. Yes, he came in. And the more we receive the word of God, remember he says, I think it's uh, several scriptures before, he says, when we behold him, as in a mirror, as we're beholding him, we are being changed from glory to glory. The light of the gospel. The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is light. It's light. It's what dispels darkness in a generation. It's what dispels darkness in a generation. If you think about your, your own family, as, as you say, like fathers, you, you walk in that light of the gospel, what happens in your family, you are dispelling darkness. And the curses, and the defeat, and the uncertainty, all that has existed before your existence is removed. Why? Light has come. The light of the world has come to that home. What a hope. Oh, boy. We have such hope in Christ. Now, now look at this. If you are the only person that has been born again in your family, that family is in great hope. What do you need to do as an individual? Get the light of the gospel. Keep coming inside of you. Faith is coming. Faith is coming. More light is coming. Light in prosperity. Light in finances. Light in, in, in morality. Light in whatever it is. You keep having that light. And the more light shines, you find that you meet with them and they can tell your works are full of light. Hallelujah. Now look at this in verse, verse, verse 6. Verse 6, for it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness who was shown in our hearts. Now when you think about this, it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness who was shown in our hearts. You think about this in the beginning. God said, light be. Have you ever thought of this? He said, light be. And then days later, the Bible says that he created the sun, the moon, and all that. So that was not the natural light, actually, as we know it. I'll do more study regarding that. But I believe that has a lot to do with the glory of God. Not just, the, not just natural light. Not just natural light. That he said, light be. And look at this. I think in terms of this, when God says this, light be, it caught the attention of the devil because the authority has come in. Authority has come in. What was happening before? Darkness was hovering over the face of the earth. Then God said, light be. God is saying this, I've come in and I'm in charge. Telling the devil, I have come in and I am, I am in charge. Look at this. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. 
But the amazing thing is this. He has shown in our hearts. Ha. Ah. He commanded light to shine out of darkness and we know what happened. But now he says this. Apostle Paul by the Spirit says, this same God has shown. Not is going to shine. Has shown in your heart. Same God. What means? What does that mean? Now he's in my heart. My words, if I'm sensitive to that light, my words of power. And they have the same creative ability if I'm going to trust what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. For it is God who commanded light, the God who commanded light out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts, and this is the very reason why he's shown in our hearts, to give the light, church, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. When you are studying the scriptures, if you are sensitive to the light in you, in that light, you will see light. I'll say it again. Well, in studying of the scriptures, if you are sensitive to the light within you, what does he say? For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness who was shown in our hearts. When studying the scriptures, if you are sensitive to the light within you, in that light, you will see light in the scriptures. You will receive revelation in the scriptures. You remember that scripture? In his light we see light. Do you remember it? Only the keyboard player. Huh? It's only the keyboard player who remembers. And I need to be having some gifts here. You say yes, then I push, I throw some money over to you. You'll hear voices now. Yes, me too. <laughs> I'll have some hundred dollar bills and, and some thousand shillings. So if you say, do you remember that scripture? Yes. Then others you'll hear. Even the quietest one in the room say, yes, amen, pastor. Glory. Hallelujah. You start, people start standing on the chair. Look at this. And now they receive light more. <laughs> that means, oh, it's the scripture actually I wanted to see, to read in Psalm 30, 36 verse 9. Psalm 36 verse 9 says, For with you is a fountain of life. In your light we see light. You remember that? In your light you see light. And that's why I say, in verse 6 says, For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So I said, if you are sensitive to the light within you, the light within you, in studying of the scriptures, in that light, you will see light. You will know where to go. You will know what to do in situations. You will know what to do in everything that you are going to face. Why? You have light. Come on, let me, let me give you an example. The Bible says that uh, in, in, First Corinth, in First Timothy chapter 2, that is God's will that all men may be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Is that so? So that is available. So can I say this in, in, in light of what I'm speaking of, on? 
Therefore, light has been made available for everyone to come to Christ. Is that so? Then, what is stopping them from getting that light, from getting into that light, is the blindness. And the devil then is a master of blindness. So look at this then. God has blessed us with all spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. The Bible says so clearly that he is not withholding anything from us. So what is between you and your breakthrough? Darkness. So what do you need? Light. Light. That's why you hear people say, it dawned on me. It dawned on me. You know, all this time I was with this, this girl and we are just brother and sister, you know, in church. Then one day it dawned on me. She's the one I'm supposed to marry. Light came. Light came. Light came. What was keeping that brother from the, the, from the marriage is darkness. When light came, realized, my goodness, man. And, they, and I, I, I've heard this over the years. And the sisters will say, the, the, the lady, you know, they say, Pastor, we, we're just getting ready to get married. And, uh, oh, you are? Yeah. So what happened? Tell me. You know, all this time I knew, ladies, you shall say that. I, you know, I knew he was my brother in the Lord. Beg your pardon. <laughs> he is. That's true. Yeah, we went out as friends. Can I tell you something, ladies? Men don't think that way. <laughs> Brother Francis, you can help me. That's the truth. That all the time, a man is coming. That's the brother in the Lord. Yeah, tongue-talking, demon-casting. But they wait for you after the service. They call you about, uh, in the week to ask you, have they become pastor to call everyone in the week? <laughs> and why are you so special? And he thought, she is just so kind. And then in the, in the, you know, in the service, there's some, it's such a, a day, say, can we go for lunch? And then you hear a lady say, all this time I thought he's such a kind man, a friend. I wish you could have seen his thoughts from the beginning. <laughs> Light was in him, darkness was upon you, but you couldn't see that. Until he say, uh, you know, I've been thinking about you. It's not just thinking. They have been for a long time. <laughs> I, say, I say the moment Tina agreed to walk with me, I knew that was a, a done case. Before then, she didn't want to. In fact, I'll be carrying my Bible with Pastor Wade, you know, after the service, especially Wednesdays. I'm carrying my Bible for Pastor Wade and I'm waiting for pastors to leave and I'm going to them in the car and, uh, and then I see Tina zoom, just run. And I could tell she was avoiding me. She avoided me. And I, I, I just, oh, sometimes I feel like Pastor, you need to have your Bible so that I can see if I can. But the Lord told me this, and, and, and I'm telling you the truth that that's exactly what he told. That's the way he spoke to me. If you manipulate your way to, to get her, I'll make sure that you'll fail. So pay attention to me. I say, yes, Lord, I will. 
So anyway, I'm with pastor sometimes. I'm just looking, but she's gone. I'm thinking, I won't, I won't catch that lady. She's gone. And I'll give, put my Bible and I'll go home comforting myself with the scriptures. <laughs> but the day, the day, the day she, sat, she accepted to sit down with me and had dinner and we continued walking after the service together, I knew it was done. I knew it was done. I found a scripture in Amos 3.3. Can two walk together unless they agree? <laughs> that was it. Why are you waiting for me? I mean, we're here. Anyway, let me, let, me, let me stay in my son. Who has shown in our hearts to give us, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. In the face of Jesus. Look, look at this. The light of the knowledge of the glory of God, if you want to experience the glory of God, you pay attention to the light within you. Pay attention to the light within you in studying the scriptures because I said in that light you see light. And I'm telling you, you start realizing that the glory of God is being revealed to you and you are being changed. I like saying it in this manner, and I want, I like meditating it. I, I don't know if I've said it, maybe I've said it to Tina. I like meditating in this manner, that the, the, the force pulling me towards the glory is greater than the force pulling me towards the world. Why? Because that glory, when you see it, nothing of this natural realm matters. You can't go to heaven, be caught up in heaven, and you say, Lord, I think I left my door open. <laughs> I think I dropped my ATM card. No. No. The glory of God is amazing. The presence of God is amazing. Okay, so then, uh, let's go to First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. First Peter 2. In 1 Peter 2, verse 9 and 10, say, but you are a chosen generation. That's a place to go. Woo, glory. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim, proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into where? His marvelous light. So that means you have been brought into this kingdom to see the glory and the splendor of your father. You're brought out of the kingdom of darkness into his marvelous light. Who once were not a people. You need to tell a person who's not born again, you are not a people. <laughs> who once were not a people. But are now the people of God who had ob not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. You have been brought out of the kingdom of darkness into his marvelous light. Light. What? That you may see the glory and the splendor of God in the face of our Lord Jesus. Light. Light. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 5, we say this, you are all sons of light 
You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. We are all sons of light, not of the day. Uh, we, are, we, are, sorry. we are all sons of light and, and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. We have light. We have light. What do we do? We get to the word of God. We start seeing that light. More and more and more. The more you spend time in the, in the word, the more light you see concerning situations. I can say this 25 years later after I, I gave my life to Christ. This is my 25th year. I turned 25 on, on Thursday, 17th June. My 25th year, I see more than I could see 10 years ago. That I could see 15 years ago. Why? Light has increased. Perception has increased. Same thing to you and I. That's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, five years from today, ten years from today, if you are constantly walking in the light, pursuing the word of God, pursuing to be led by the Holy Spirit, there'll be more light in your life. There'll be more light in your life. It will be visible. Let me say this. There are things that you are struggling with right now, you will not struggle with again. Why? Light has come. Light has come. Before then you'll struggle. It's there, there are even temptations of the flesh. You'll find that that's no longer temptation. Why? More light has come. And what does the Bible say? Light, darkness has never comprehended light. When you switch on the light, you don't, when you, you go into a dark room, you switch on the light, you don't say darkness go. When you switch, light comes, darkness flees. And then, and then um, um, the, I, I say the preaching of the gospel actually opens the eyes of people. Let's go to Acts 26. The call of Apostle Paul. 26, I want us to start from verse, verse 15. Remember the story of Paul persecuting the church. Let's start from verse 16 and then. We'll go down to verse 18. It says, verse 15, sorry. So I said, who are you, Lord? Remember when you were struck by light. <laughs> it was actually by light. He said, I'm Jesus whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand on your feet. For I have appeared to you for this purpose. To make you a minister and a witness of both the things which you have seen. Had he seen much then? He saw the light. That, that's all you need. That's a great light. Seen. And the things which I will yet reveal to you. So in that encounter, they were seeing actually right there. He saw that. Look at this. The amazing thing is this. Mm. I shall say, I'll go further into that. The amazing thing is this. Oh, I will. Oh, I will. Anyways, it's Father's Day. And... Uh, Celebrating fathers, can I hear? Amen, pastor. Amen, amen. amen. Let's celebrate this day until four o'clock in the afternoon, right? I'll <laughs> get into some script. But look at this. I want you to see something about it. But rise and stand on your feet, for I have appeared for you, to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness of both the things which you have seen and of the things which I will yet reveal to you. 
I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you. Look at verse 14, verse 18. To open their eyes. To open their eyes. In order to turn them from darkness to light. And from the power of Satan to God. That they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. So what, what was he actually, what was he called to do? Uh, the, the, the apostle. What was he called to do? He was called to preach the gospel. So the gospel actually is what opens eyes of people. The preaching of the gospel. The preaching of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ opens eyes. Opens eyes of people. Open their eyes. And when your eyes are open, there is a turning. A turning from darkness to light. From darkness to light. The more you receive the word of God in your heart, there should be a turning. A turning. The things that you, you treasured, even, even good things, natural good things that you are acceptable to you, but you realize this, you no longer treasure them. Why? You've turned to light. And in his light, you're seeing more light. The word is addictive. Really, the glory of God is addictive. You get into the presence of God and you don't want anything else but that. You want that. And listen to this. If you've been touched by the glory of God, you will do whatever it takes to get right in there. To do whatever it takes to go right there. So it's the preaching of the gospel that brings in uh, light into the lives of people and attorney. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 5. Are you getting any light? Yes. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Praise God. Let's go to verse 8 there. It says, for you are once darkness. Can you imagine when you are born again, the Bible says you are once darkness. You are darkness. <laughs> you know, for me, I just went to church. I didn't do anything much. You know, I didn't know the Lord, but I was a good girl. No, you are, in, you are darkness. If you died that day, you could have still gone to hell. Um, uh, then it says, you are once darkness, but you are, but now... You are light in the Lord. Say it. I'm light in the Lord. That, quali that qualifies you to see. You are light in the, in the Lord. When it's too dark, you see. You're still seeing. Why? You're perceiving God's purposes in your generation. You are light in the Lord. And then he says this. Walk as children of light. Walk as children of light. And then he says, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. That's very important right there, to walk in the light. As a child of light, everything you do, be diligent to find out what is acceptable to him. Everyone else may be doing it, but it is what is acceptable to him. What is acceptable? Everyone else is doing it. Is this acceptable to the Lord? Be diligent to find out what is acceptable to the Lord concerning your life. 
concerning your life. Everyone, again, I say everyone else can be doing it. But are you, have you been permitted by the Lord to do it? What is acceptable? Find out. Find out. It doesn't just fall on you. You have to find out what is acceptable to the Lord. And then he says this, verse 11, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by what? By the light. All things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. It's light. In his light, you'll see light. In his light, you will see light. That's actually a breakthrough right there. Uh, think about this. Uh, which, which again, how important it is to, 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 to be conversant with the word of God and over and over practice entering into God's presence. This is what will happen. You are aware of his presence. You are aware of his presence, whatever you do, whatever you are doing. You can be even walking down the streets and you realize all of a sudden you are aware of his presence. Or you can be walking down the streets or you say something and all of a sudden you realize that the spirit of God in you was grieved. And you ask the Lord, Lord, will you please tell me why, why I'm, fe I'm feeling this way in my heart? And the Lord will tell you, it's because of what you've said. What you've said is contrary to my word. It becomes so easy to be led. Amen? A spirit-filled person, every one of us, a spirit-filled person, should not be told, do this, do that, do this, don't do this. They should know if they are walking with God. Because they're in the light. They will know. They will know what is right. They will know what is right. If, I had a, if, if one thought crosses my mind, an example, I'm giving an example. If one crosses my mind, suppose Tina finds out. That's darkness. That's enough right there to stop and say, devil, shut up. You see, that's enough right there. To, suppose she finds out what she will she do. That's darkness. Have you ever heard it be said that, can, can you watch what you are watching if, if Jesus and your pastor are seated with you? And you are watching. I try to watch many of those movies of, uh, I like war. You know, you, war. I just like such kind of movie, and, and, and most not just war, but, but military war. I like that. I really enjoy that. But I stopped mo watching years ago because they curse. The words that come out of my mouth, they are, they are out of their mouths, is as if, if you're a soldier, you have to curse to be cool. I just don't care for that. So I, I don't. We tried, Tina and I tried, I said, man, I like that. I mean, I, I, I like to watch Rambo, but I can't stand his filthy mouth. That's me. So would you stand, if, you know, we sat down and you watched together. Jesus was here and I'm there and you are watching. Would you do that? So you have to think in those terms now, in, in the light. If you're walking in the light, there are things that you realize 
I don't have to do them. And there's no desire in your heart to do them. Look at this. Therefore he says, awake you who sleep. Arise from the, the dead and Christ will give you light. Darkness in a generation causes people to slumber. They, they are not conscious of God's will. They slumber in their, in their generation. They're just like darkness. That's what it causes people. It causes people just to be in a, in a stupor. They, 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 are, they are not aggressive for anything or to do anything. They're just in darkness. But when light comes, what does it do? It removes people from that darkness. Let me, let me show you a scripture over here. I hope I, I'll, I'll get it. In just what I have said, um, in, it should be in Luke. Look at, look at Luke. Chapter 1, uh, concerning John, John, the, John the Baptist, and then in verse, uh, all of it is good. Let's start from verse 76. It says, uh, and you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest. That's John the Baptist. For you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins. And then he says this, through the tender mass of our God, with which the day spring from on high has visited us. Look at verse 79. To give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. To give light to those who sit in darkness. I mean, people, um, the, the torture is, 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 uh, is that what, like, torturous? Uh, the, it's, it's, it's torturous for one to be put in a room and it's dark for days. It's, it's torturous. In fact, when, when light, you, have you ever been in a dark room and then, you know, you wanted to sleep? And then maybe your child or your husband or your wife came and switched on the lady know you're sleeping. And they oh, please, 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 switch off the lights. Was well, too bright. You've been in darkness. <laughs> You've been in darkness. But, 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 but this is what happened. To give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death. Because darkness, you should remember this, has to do with the devil. To guide our feet into the way of peace. When light comes, you are guided into your way of peace. Into the way of peace. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, let's go to Romans chapter 13. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. I'm going, I want to read it from the Amplified Version. Uh, Romans 13. Thank you, Lord. Light be. Light was. Look at verse 11. Do this. Did you hear what he say? Do this. Do this. Knowing that this is a critical time. Oh, it is, church. 
It is already the hour for you to it is already the hour for you to awaken from your sleep. What is sleep? Spiritual complacency. Spiritual complacency. Sleep. <laughs> now there's a scripture uh, you, uh, in, the, in the curse of the law in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 28. It says when they wake up in the morning, they wish it was evening. When it's evening, they wish it was morning. Uh, you, you understand that? Have you ever been in a place that, uh, no, let me not ask you, if, have you ever been in a place? But, but if one finds themselves that they sleep, they can sleep for a long time. When they wake up, they still feel tired. And they want to sleep again. That's an oppression. That's an oppression right there. It's not a good indication. Because sleep should be rejuvenation, rejuvenative in nature. That you sleep, you wake up, and you feel refreshed. And then you go about doing whatever you need to do. When you come time to sleep, you sleep. That, that's freedom right there. But then now he is talking about the sleep is spiritual. Is a spiritual complacency. I'm not talking about the natural now that you, you say, Pastor, say that we don't sleep at all. No, not, not so. Look at this. For our salvation is nearer to us than when we first believed in Christ. If it was nearer to the time Apostle Paul was writing, how much more is it, church, now? Very close. I've been studying about time. It, it not even studying, praying, and just believing God to see light. I wasn't even thinking about it. When the Lord spoke to me about the powers of the age to come, I, I've started getting more thoughts even concerning time. Time as we have known it. Because look at this. There is coming a time, I'm using that word time. If an English teacher may say, you don't use that word which you are trying to define. But that's the, the, the thing about, this is not an English class. There's coming a time that there'll be no more time as we have known it. Why? It is coming soon. It's coming soon. That, look at this, time has beginning and has an end. Is that so? And I tend to think in this, let me throw some thoughts here to, to stir up your whole emotions. I tend to think in this manner, and I can prove it from the scripture, Time came actually as the hope of a fallen man. I'll explain. The hope of a fallen man. Knowing this, the enemy, whatever the devil does, is time bound. Whatever the devil do does is time bound. It doesn't continue forever. Have you been in a situation that you felt like, oh my goodness, will I ever come out of this place? You did. I, I remember when, when it was so hard going to Mount Kilimanjaro at some point, I thought, yeah, this has come to an end. We'll go to the peak and we'll come back. It will come to an end. So feet, get in shape. We're going up. We're going up. However bad it was, I knew we were going to, to come to an end. And I, 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 sometimes I'll think of coming back home, telling Tina I, I went to the peak, you know that. I'm a special husband. I went to the peak, Mount Kilimanjaro. No, just kidding. But, but, but think about this then. Whatever the enemy does is what? Time bound. 
He's not left to do everything, anything he wants to in all eternity. He's bound. He's bound by time. Let me give you a type. A type I didn't think I was going to speak in this man, but let me let me see this uh, if if this will speak to someone. Maybe in a situation that you are facing. Think about this. A type of redemption. God tells Abraham that your descendants shall be in captivity for 400 years. But there comes a time that I will deliver them from that bondage. And I will judge the nation that captivated them. They'll be in a foreign land. And they, they, they'll, be, they'll be in captivity. You know, we know in, it wasn't the whole of 400 years, but it came to a time that it became even more taskmasters. The Egyptians became the taskmasters of, of, of Israel, the people of uh, Israel. But look at this then. 400 years is a type of redemption. He says it's, it won't last forever. Their oppression is time bound. But here comes my judgment upon them. For these are my people I have redeemed and they shall be my people forever. That which the enemy does is time bound. It will not just continue. So don't be intimidated by your situation. It will not just continue. You have the light to do what you are supposed to do and it will be over. I tell people this. You're struggling with smoking. No one came out of his mother's womb with a cigarette. Mama with a cigarette. No one. So it one time began. No one came out of the mother's womb with a booze. I gave birth to a child and came out with a beer bottle. That doesn't happen. You know that. So it was a habit that was started somehow through darkness and deception is bound to stop. And you have the ability of God in you to stop it. Amen? Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. You may be in a financial crisis. It started somehow. You can stop it. You have the word of God. You have the light of God to stop it. I said, devil, it's over. I, I like doing that. It's over. Nothing more, no more. It's over. You remember when the children of Israel, when they were taken to captivity, what did, they, what did the prophet say? Prophet say, for what? How many years? 70 years. That's a type of redemption. Look at this church. It's coming a time. Listen, the, Satan is, uh, the devil is not uh, running, us, uh, running over us. No. We have been raised with Christ. We have been made to sit with Christ at the right hand of the Father. Far above all principality, which means rule. So he's not. You know, you don't go give a testimony that the, the devil is running after me. Not me. Not me. So look at this then. But it's coming a time also. All what he's been doing will come to an end completely. And he'll be bound for a thousand years first. And there'll be the, the, the rulership of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then the end shall, be, shall come, thrown into the lake of fire. And you and I shall be in glory forever and ever. Ever and ever. What does that mean? Ever and ever means what? Without an end. Listen, that which devil does is temporary. It's time bound. That which God does is eternal. That's our freedom. That's our freedom right there. 
Anyway, that, why did I get into that? Oh, I think it's the elders and the deacons here in front. They beckoned me. Bring that revelation over. Just kidding. But look at verse, 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 uh, verse 12. The night, this, the night, which is the night? Look at the scripture. This present evil age is night. Look at this. It's almost gone. Hallelujah. Time bound. You see that? The night, this present evil age, is almost gone. Praise God. You, you need sometimes, if he's bothering you so much, the devil, open the scriptures in the book of Revelation and show him, show him and you will be thrown into the lake of fire. Did you read this chapter? Have you read this lately, devil? I've read the end. You have been in the new heaven and in the new earth, but where will you be? And then when he starts sneaking, I will say, come back. Let me, let me finish this story. Let's read it to the end. This, the night, this present evil age is almost gone. And the day of Christ's return is almost here. Is that the way you're going to respond to Christ's return? Almost here. Can you imagine you're told a person, special person coming to your house and they say, yeah, uh, uh, John, John so-and-so has come. Okay. Let me try it again. The night, this present evil age is almost gone. And the day of Christ's return is almost here. Yeah. Little light of the Christ's return is equals to little shout because you don't have much perception of what will happen. <laughs> That's the truth. You don't have much perception of what will happen. But if you understand what is going to happen, what will that mean? No longer have this body, I'll have a new body. Amen. Hallelujah. No longer pain. Amen. Nothing of this natural corruption decay that will be upon me. I'll be just like him a resurrected son of God and I'll see him in all his glory. You've been to cities, you think you've traveled the world until you've seen the glory of God. Everything you've seen, the beauty of all the colors you've seen, the flowers, is like gray in the, in the glory of God. The day, the night, the, this present uh, evil age is almost gone and the day of Christ's return is almost here. So let us fling away the works of darkness, and put on the full armor of light. Light. What did you think that is? God's character. That's God's character. Full armor of light. Kindness. The fruit of the spirit. That's the, the, the arm of light. Now look at this. Let us conduct ourselves properly and honorable, honorably as in the light, as in the light of day. Not in carousing and drunkenness. Not in sexual promiscuity and irresponsibility. Not in quarreling and jealousy. All those represent what? Darkness. 
talked about carousing and drunkenness, in sexual promiscuity, and irresponsibility, not in quarreling and jealousy. And then he says this, but clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for nor even think about gratifying the flesh in regard to its improper desires. Why? You have come to the light of God. You are seeing the glory of God and your life is becoming more beautiful. Hallelujah. Eyes to see. Light available for us to see the will of God in our generation. That's available, church. Hallelujah. That's available. That's available for us to walk in that freedom that God has in store for us. Thank you, Lord, for your light. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your light. 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 Your eyes. Let's go to Luke 11 as I'm coming to a place of closing. Um, Luke 11, 33, 36. It says, no one who, when, when he has lit a lamp, puts it in a secret place or under a basket, but on a lampstand, that those who come, who come in may see the light. And you are that light. Think about this, church. That the people that you meet, business transactions, your place of work, Whatever you are dealing with, that people will see that light in you. It's light in you. That's a way to defeat darkness in our generation. Now, let, me, let me finish with this scripture. I think this one should be the last one. For Tanito. Let's go to Isaiah 60. I wish I'd read it from... Uh, the Amplified sometimes does it so well. It's so, so, it's so prophetic. Uh, okay. Uh, I read from the Amplified. The Amplified version. It says this in verse 1. Arise from spiritual depression to a new life. You see that? Arise from spiritual depression to a new life. Shine, shine, be radiant with the glory and brilliance of the Lord for your light has come. Your light has come. So what should be visible upon our lives? Uh, new life. We, can, we came out of spiritual depression into new life and then we shine. Be radiant with the glory and brilliance of the Lord for your light has come. And then he says this, and the glory and brilliance of the Lord has risen upon you. The glory and radiance. The, the glory and brilliance of the Lord has risen upon you. You, you see, the, the amazing thing is this, which, which I keep seeing. You see the light, you see the glory of God. When you see the light, you see the glory of God. Your light has come. He says, from spiritual depression to a new life, since uh, shine, be radiant with the glory and brilliance of the Lord. And, and then he says this, he says, for in fact darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness will cover the peoples, but the Lord will rise upon you, Jerusalem, and his glory and brilliance will be seen 
on you. That is that why that's why it's so important for you and I to see. For you and I to see, to see our situations. How, how, Lord, will you help me to see? Will you open, open my eyes, Lord, to see what, what is that? Will you lead me and guide me concerning that whole, that whole situation? I need your guidance. I need your guidance, Lord. I need your light concerning my life. I need your light concerning my business. I need your light concerning my marriage. I need your light concerning my husband, concerning my wife, concerning whatever it is. It's, it's, I need your light, Lord. And when light comes, darkness cannot heal. It's, uh, and then I, I like the whole thing. But it says, nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. If we are going to impact our generation, we must have that light working inside of us. Bright and bright and bright and bright in situations that we just stand as people of light. Hallelujah. Did you receive anything out of that? Yes. Did light come? Yes. Walk with it in the week and walk with it in the rest of, for the rest of your life. Be in a place that you, you go in and you hear darkness just grumbling. Why? Because they're afraid you're around. You came in. How did you come? You came with light. <laughs> Hallelujah. I remember years, years ago. It's amazing. Um, uh, and I've seen this over the years. Um, you go to a place and you and mostly in weekdays, unless I'm going for a meeting, I'm uh, kind of a meeting. I don't wear suits or, or tie. And I can be so casual. And then, uh, and I'm not quoting the scriptures. Sometimes people uh, think like a pastor or whatever there, they're quoting scriptures. Good morning, the Bible says, greet one another. You know, no, we don't do that. We just, you know, you, you deal with people. Uh, and, and sometimes, many times, I don't even say what I do, who I am. And, and, and I like sometimes, depending, I, I just follow the sensitivity of the Holy Spirit to say sometimes, uh, uh, greet people and say, good morning, I'm, I'm Davis Kimori. Oh, how are you? Fine. Um, uh, Davis Kimori, what do you do? You know, sometimes they, they ask, or sometimes they don't ask. And so start a conversation, and, and sometimes people will come and say, all this time I've had persons say, all this time I've been speaking to a pastor and I didn't know. And I said, a dentist tell me this. Oh my goodness. All this time I've been preaching to a pastor. I didn't know. I could have put, shut my mouth. Say that because I kept on speaking. And I'm, I'm quiet. I'm just quiet. Keep speaking the scriptures of a dentist. She's so talkative. Just, and, and working on my teeth and speaking. The, the, the word of God and all that. So at some point, so, so what do you do, David? I say, I'm a pastor. <laughs> That's exactly, you know that dentist, she's so talkative. He said, she said, all this time, I've been speaking to a pastor. The Bible. I said, no, I'm a believer first. I like doing that. And then person realizing, oh my goodness, light came. There's something different about you. Have you ever been asked that way? There's something different about you. We noticed you are different. And years ago, a barber went to a new barber shop, you know, after some time. I kept going and I, and I still go to the same place. And they say, I noticed something. I said, What do you mean? 
All this time, I noticed there's something different about you. What do you mean? You come and you keep quiet, believe it or not. I keep quiet. Because you know the problem with you, you hear me speaking on Sunday when you are quiet. So you think I talk all the time, Austin. <laughs> I'm a quiet person. <laughs> now you see, you, you have a problem there now because you're not believing the words of your pastor. <laughs> quiet personality. Tina talks more and Pastor Carl at the house. Light? Is that light or darkness? Which came? <laughs> Papa, look at this. Then. And he say that all this time I realize you are so quiet. You've come here several times. I said, are you a pastor? I said, what do you mean? I don't come, with, I don't come in a caller when I'm coming. He said, no, 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 but I can tell you are different. I said, yes, I'm a pastor. So anyway, the guy is born again and he's been shaving me for quite some time. Light. Stand up on your feet, please. Praise God. Hallelujah. You all don't believe I'm quiet than Tina. <laughs> oh, Tina is quiet. I mean, it's amazing. Jeez. When you are going for, you know, those, those special appointments, when finally she accepted that we could meet, I had to prepare like I was pre- preparing for a service. Because I'll say something and I'm expecting her to answer. She's looking at me. Say something. I say, no, I'm fine. Say something. And you know, if you talk, you want people to say something. And she'll just quiet. But in all quietness, I still was able to move by the Holy Ghost and get married to her. That's the beauty of it. That's, that's God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Tim, come over here, please. Praise Tim. Would you just lift up your hands and let's believe God for supernatural eyesight. The, the scriptures in Ephesians chapter 1, talking about light. Thank you, Lord. Listen this in the amplified version and, and, and let's just believe God for this. I know there are people, you have, you have situations that you feel like you have been such a dark place that you don't know what to do. The God, God who's light wants light in that situation to come into that situation. And that's what you're going to believe. It may be concerning your life, your personal life. You just don't know what to do. Maybe concerning, maybe a business or even a relationship issue. You just don't know what to do. Let's believe God for light. Light. I've given you the scriptures. I've given you the living word of God. Light has come to you. Let's believe for supernatural insight. And I'm putting a demand on testimonies coming out of this. That when I came to a meeting, it was, it didn't, I didn't think of what was going to happen. The, the situation looked so dark, but light came. Light came. Uh, in, in, in darkness, what, what the enemy likes, let me give you an example. Concerning finances, if it's a financial issue, the devil likes that you keep thinking about it. 
But thinking about it is thinking because then look at this situation. In, in this is an illustration. Look at the situation as being darkness. You're in darkness and you keep thinking of that darkness. When are you going to see light? Instead of that, the word of God is light. Then turn that situation and start looking. Look at that situation in the light of light. And instead of thinking about it, think of the word. Meditate on the word. In that light, you will see light and you'll have the solution for that situation. Are you, do you see what I'm saying? Because it's so natural and people think like, by worrying about it, is you're, you're helping yourself. You see, like, but if, if I don't think about it, I'm being irresponsible. No, you are being irresponsible by thinking about it. By thinking about the word of God, now you are giving this situation into God's responsibility. And he knows how to fix things. He's all done, or, or done them in Christ Jesus. So I do turn my head around. And I say, no, I'm not going to think about it. I'm going to think on the word of God. A situation comes, I say, no, I'm not going to focus on it. I'm going to focus on the word of God. And in that focus of the word, light comes. And you have the answer. So, Father, this is your will for us. That the eyes of our hearts, the very center and core of our being, may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit. The center and core of our being. The center and core of your being may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit. And by the authority of God's word, I say, light be in that situation. In that situation, and I take authority. Of, an, of a darkness over every influence of the kingdom of darkness the demonic influence I break your power now in the name of Jesus and light of God has come over that situation concerning your physical the physical ailment that you have had when you have gone to one doctor after another one doctor after another, I speak light. There shall be the right diagnosis. And I speak to that situation. Be thou removed and be cast into the sea and thank you for light. Light be over your mind. Light be over your family. Light be over your life. Father, thank you. We praise you and worship you for your goodness in all this. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you give him praise and glory? Thank him, thank him, thank him.